Welcome, welcome, welcome to On Deck with Tony and Ken where we talk about the nerdy things that make us who we are. This is episode 15. Ooh, here we go again. Hey, every single week we're staying consistent, we're staying good, we're staying beautiful. How you doing, Tony? I'm doing great, man. It's uh, It's been a nice week. Uh, my annual leave is coming to an end. Uh, mostly been oh. chilling, but, you know, doing that last week bit of... Uh, bit of work personal work i'm you know as you know i'm working on my my own little comic book uh also working on a, a few animation stuff for the uh, for the podcast you know to put up uh, on instagram youtube and all of that stuff so yeah it's been it's been it's been chilled obviously um we're still buzzing over the fact that you know we gave you a little bit extra double episode from last week uh, we had a few hiccups with that in terms of posting the episode um few errors off of uh, soundcloud but that's uh, neither here or there we push on um is the is those teething issues as we grow but other than that i'm feeling fantastic and how are you doing yeah i'm good i'm good uh, um still another busy week um as school progresses through um what always happens actually i don't know uh, what well, teachers will know but um anytime it comes to the end of a half term and we're about to go on our one week or two week break or our six week epic break in the summertime um the last week is always hell yeah. <laughs> the last week is always hell because everyone is ready in holiday mode their mind is like oh my god i'm slowing down i'm slowing down that's when you start mm. seeing people getting really really ill because yeah. their body is finally settling down like oh the holiday's coming let me start giving you sickness <laughs> before the holiday so right. um some people are getting that slowdown that teacher slowdown that everyone gets um yeah. not me just yet if anything things just ramp back up because you know we've been off we haven't been on site and we just uh just came on so yeah I'm, I'm just as busy as ever mm-hmm. but uh yeah man i'm still happy i'm still good i uh, got a lot of stuff done today which need to get done for school and for this as well so yeah man I, i'm happy i'm happy okay that's fantastic that's fantastic so tell us then what are we talking about this week on deck what are we talking about we're talking about specifically well we're talking about two sp- things in persp- uh, specifically the first thing is something that we um have grown to love uh, collectively, which is uh, superheroes, but a and how superheroes have changed the way that they are in mm-hmm. this new decade, yeah. um, sp- specifically with one particular show and how we can draw influences or how it draw- drew influences from a lot of other bits of media. Yeah, um, that is Tiger and Bunny. It's a yes. anime that is on Netflix. Uh, the second thing that we will be talking about is the Pacific Rim. Uh, animated spin-off uh, I can't remember the subtitle of it but I remember it just being Black uh, Pacific Rim like, how can you forget the black part of Pacific Rim Black it's like that's weird I'm like, desensitized to all of this Tony you, I don't see colour I don't see race you're colourblind yeah okay that old chestnut <laughs> you know you, <laughs> yeah uh, I'm colourblind yeah. Tony you know this <laughs> yeah. uh, but no t- Tiger and Bunny I mean mm-hmm. let's let's start with what it's about Tony Like, mm-hmm. give the people uh, a bit of information about what Tiger and Bunny is about. Okay, so simple premise, modern day superheroes in the city saving lives. But the twist on the uh, the twist on the story is this, right? So it's set in Japan. There's kind of like a small community of superheroes there, but all of these superheroes are kind of represented by uh, some company, like almost like an endorsement deal. And through their acts of heroism, they are judged and scored and the higher the scores they get by the end of a season quote unquote or for this tv show called hero tv uh they win some sort of award like you know they, the show doesn't really get into too much about that nitty-gritty but it's kind of like interesting because it deals with 
the commercialization of heroism right we we talk about all the times in terms of so many other things um how it's commercialized but imagine a world where being a superhero is lucrative and is that a good thing is that a bad thing the main character you have uh is a character called wild, uh, wild tiger i believe and he's a guy yep, that's he's, he's 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 fairly for a superhero he's considered an old man so he's about 34 36 years old and he's a guy that considers himself to be an old school superhero. He's about the heroism, you know. He doesn't care about doing it neatly and safely. He doesn't really care about collateral damage. He won't get people hurt. But for him, the main thing is to save the day. And he doesn't care about the TV show. And um, it's kind of contrasted over the fact that his contemporaries are very much kind of beholden to the system of you know we got to like they actually make pauses in their heroism to make sure that they al- allow time for commercial ads in between like they have um, a producer in the ear and they say like hey hold on don't do anything yet we got an ad coming up then go and he's like kind of fighting against that he said what are you talking about like there's an out control train this is like the first episode you know they need help i'm not waiting for no commercial and he jumps to it and it's like that's kind of an interesting thing because a lot of people don't realize that is that um that happens in things like WWE wrestling like WWE is fake we all know yeah that. yeah um but one thing that a lot of people don't know is like when uh, is and it's actually something that's been mandated in the last few years where I think a lot of wrestlers are not happy with that and a lot of um, um fans that watch it live are not happy with that but they will literally stop wrestling between ad breaks like they've been they've been mandated by Vince McMahon to actually between ad breaks stop wrestling then when they're back they start wrestling again and obviously with good editing you won't notice that but it's it's crazy to think that this kind of pastime that we've all enjoyed at some point in our lives is kind of been already it's already commercial because it is a form of entertainment but commercialized to the point to allow you know ad ad revenue and all of that is kind of shocking so this guy wild tiger he's kind of a dying breed and he finds out early on that the company that represents him that he's been happy working for because they don't interject in his ability to be a superhero they've gone under and now he has to find employment elsewhere he's recruited by another company that decides to pair him with a new flash up-and-coming superhero uh called uh was his name is it barnaby jones i believe yeah his name is barnaby bunny brooks jr well he doesn't go by bunny that's a nickname that tiger gives yes him. yep yep so, yep so barnaby brooks jr barnaby and the brooks nickname jr. from wild tiger is bunny yeah so for sure yeah he's like the only superhero that uses his uh real name and there's a there's a there's a reason for that in the story and they get partnered together because they actually have similar powers um their powers well is... they don't get partnered together because <laughs> wild tiger isn't his partner he's his sidekick that's so the, the thing, right? Old, yeah. The older Wild Tiger is the uh, sidekick to uh, Barnaby Brooks Jr.'s yes. uh, bunny. Yes. And so that's the, that's the thing, right? He expects to be partnered, even reluctantly, he's expe- he expects to be, you know, at least a person's partner. He doesn't expect to be, you know, a sidekick, a subordinate. But, you know, those them apples, he's, he's old school. He's old news. Um, it's all about the new Flash thing. And um, the thing that makes it interesting is that they have the same powers. Essentially, they um, increase in strength, strength and speed a hundredfold uh, when they activate, but it only lasts for like five minutes. Uh, after yeah. that they're pretty much like normal guys so um 
Yeah, uh, I it, mean, like we, we, we sometimes we, we've seen this dynamic uh, quite a lot in, in various media. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the two main ones that I've seen, uh, I'm not going to get into the comparisons of the other shows that we do know that it's similar to, but yes. it, it reminds me so much of a buddy cop uh, um, dynamic where right. we have one person that is straight down the line. Oh, let's do it. Like, well, they, they've played around with it because buddy cop is usually like the, the guy that's to the book and the guy that's a bit edgy and does things a bit... Um, uh, uh, well, colouring outside the lines. And they have yeah. their own version of this where Wild Tiger, he doesn't like to stick to the whole sponsorship, the social media aspect of it all. Right. He likes to quote unquote colour outside the lines just so he can become a, be a hero. While yeah. Bunny is, uh, or Barnaby, is he's fine to stick to the lines and whatever, whatever. Yeah. And he, he doesn't, he doesn't visibly look like he cares too much about doing the hero stuff. He does it right. because it pays bills or does whatever mm-hmm. it does. Mm-hmm. Um, he has his own asp- motivations yeah. though. He has his yeah, own yeah. Um, aspirations and, and goals. He's very much on a mission. And this this platform that he's on of, you know, uh, commercial superheroism um, is just is just basically lining his pockets for, for him to actually achieve that specific goal. Um, as, as the show goes on though, um, you start mm-hmm. you get to know all of the other superheroes and there's you know pretty cool characters um there's this one character called uh oh, do you remember the the ninja character the one with the the throwing stars um i, re- I remember the face i can't remember the name i think his name is ori origami ninja or something like that origami uh, his ooh what is his name uh no well, I'll, I'll look. I'll look into it. Just yeah. keep going. Keep going. Well, this character essentially, like his motif, is like he's like a ninja, right? Um, but he's kind of like it's interesting because they do a good, uh, good job with character development. Um, each mm. each character kind of gets their moment. Um, well, some some more than others, but this uh, this one character, he's he's cool in the sense that um, he can basically mimic any person that he sees. Uh, you don't find out until Ooh. later, and he like does Kikashi, have like yeah? no, but he only minimizes them physically, not not power based. And in in ah. late in the episodes, he actually uses that in a in a very uh interesting way. But um, origami cyclone, origami cyclone, and it doesn't re- they don't really explain why he has the ninja motif because only thing he does is throw shurikens uh, and he can copy people's looks. Um, but his story is like he early on is is kind of opposed to being, you know, kind of filmed. He's very, very shy. He just about shows up in the background of shots like the public don't really know much about him. He's insecure about his himself, uh, his his place in superheroism. He's gone through this, you know, superhero academy, but he's always felt because of his ability just to look like other people, he just feels like he doesn't deserve to be a hero. Also has a, a tragic backstory where he went to school with this uh, other guy who was kind of, he was the hotshot in, in this superhero school, uh, expected to be the next big thing. Mm. And through that guy's own kind of mistakes, and I'll get into the, the specific uh, events, um, the guy actually ruins his life. He ruins his own life, ends up in prison. And uh, Origami Cyclone believes that it's, it's his fault that... Uh, the guy ended up in prison and this great superhero mm. has been taken away and he doesn't he doesn't he personally doesn't feel like deserving of the right to be this uh this great superhero um or to be a superhero period um 
and I think I think that's a really uh, cool conceit. Um, but you know, you got other characters like Blue Rose, uh, yeah. who she's she's cool in the sense that um, she's she's kind of like really really young in her perspective of life, right? She's similar to uh, uh, to Wild Tiger in the sense that she doesn't really get down with the whole commercialism. Like her powers is ice base, but she's pretty much forced to dress like a hooker. Like very, very slightly typical anime thing. And she's self-aware enough to know that she's not comfortable with that. But that's what her management and her endorsement did, company want from her. Did you see the... um Because the, the, the way that they... You can always tell who's more popular mm-hmm. is obviously from the point system in the show, but also from the um, the cells of the cards. So yes. you you get like a hero cards, right. and um, in one of the episodes, one of the early episodes, you see um, even though other characters were more popular than her, all her mm-hmm. cards were more or less sold out. Um, yes. Because well, you kind of see that in uh, in real life where mm-hmm. the people that are watched the most or, or liked the most or followed the most on various social medias are the people that are well like they're pretty they're hot yes and yes. and the, and just like you said she leans into that heavily and yeah. that seems to give her success in the hero gig even though she's not always that effective um when she's actually doing her heroism mm-hmm. yeah it doesn't seem like she's had any like formal training like she's you know she's not very well balanced eventually she she gains her confidence and she gains a little bit more training she feels more incentivized to to get in there get suck it as stuck in but it's like you 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 have those interesting moments of 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 uh character development and i think that's what i really like about the show um and there's other characters that we can get into some of them very very shallow for now and i don't know whether it was the case that they they hope to expand on them later i think one of the other issues that they might have had is that i don't know if you didn't know this ken but this uh anime is not actually based off of any manga yeah yeah um which is a bit refreshing yeah um because this way there's none because we, we've known for years anytime there is a manga you always got the smug assholes in a corner <laughs> mm-hmm. you fool you don't know what's about to happen yeah <laughs> i'm like, about oh, three I, years ahead of you right i read ahead so i know x y and z oh you don't know about i can ruin his. your life <laughs> I can right you. so you know this uh this was created by bandai namco uh, a video game company and um it's it's a wholly original pro, uh, product. So, uh, unfortunately, it didn't last very long. Um, but there's been reports that they're planning to bring it back in the near future. So yes, that's actually really cool. I saw that the other day. There, yeah. there, it's been announced for season two. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to see, because I don't think either of us has finished watching it. I really want to know how it uh, ends, if yes. it's a big crescendo, if it's a big flat meh. Um, to to see if it warranted a season two, but yeah. by it getting like shows that are very unknown and obscure, mm. getting a season two is is pretty damn good. <laughs> I, I think. think. I think with the benefit of it being on Netflix and also the um, overwhelming embrace of things like My Hero Academia is probably what's led to its return. Because like by by any chance, do you know when My Hero Academia the uh, the actual uh, manga came out? Uh, no, no, I don't. My Hair Academia uh, came out as a manga in 2014. Um, do you know oh. when? Do you know when wow. Thingy came out? Um, Tiger and Bunny. The anime. Uh, Tiger and Bunny. I think that was slightly before. Am I wrong? It was 2011. So 20. Uh, so Tiger and yeah. Bunny actually predates 
in terms of even full conception, it predates <coughs> My Hero Academia. So for any person out there thinking that, oh, Tiger and Bunny is just a ripoff of My Hero Academia, you would actually be completely wrong because the actual source material, source material, sorry, actually came out afterwards. So um, I think... You see, I, I, f- I feel like um, a bit because they are so similar, that may have added to the reason why um, the delay for season two uh, uh, it's been so big because mm-hmm. I don't know, like you've been there with me, even when we yeah. went to Japan. Yeah. Like My Hero Academia blew up. It yes. blew up. Oh yes. my gosh! Like those years from when it came out, mm-hmm. even from the uh, anime, uh, from the manga, all of it. Yeah, it became wildly popular. So to have something else running at the same time in syndication mm-hmm. with it, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of hard to um, not make that comparison. Uh, and always feel like the uh, bigger show is the uh, definitive version of this type of world, uh, which is not true. Um, so I can imagine them stepping back to say, like, financially, we'll probably be in a worse place if we try and push Tiger and Bunny roughly around the same time of my of my hero. So I well, think they're, they're they're taking a this bit is of why back with this that. is why I disagree with that. Simply for the fact that um, but, uh, Tiger and Bunny only lost a season, and that came out in twenty eleven. My Academia, mm-hmm. the, the manga, not the anime, the manga didn't come out until 2014. Um, Tiger and Bunny was pretty much cancelled because it didn't do well. Um, right. That's just, and plus with it not having a source material, uh, I think Bandai, uh, Bandai Namco didn't really see the financial benefit of actually continuing producing it. So they kind of cut bait and pulled out. Um, I think the only reason no. why it's getting a, a, a new season um, I think it is because of the success that is seen on Netflix and the success of My Hero Academia. And I don't think they're going to be too worried about competition because remember when uh, this anime came out called Sword Art Online? Yep, yep, yep. I remember so that. So Sword Art Online is all about this kid that ends up in the virtual reality video game world. Uh, he's stuck in there and there's loads of other people stuck in there. Uh, but the problem with this game world is that if you die in the game world you die in real uh, real world and he you can't actually physically remove yourself from the game world um other issues including like starvation like you can't eat in the game world so your body is actually dying it's a vegetable it's a vegetable it's a, it's a vegetable so essentially you know you, you, you uh, if nobody finds you you are dying in your room if you live alone and you're playing this video game like you're pretty much going to die of starvation um but bear in mind that that's a that's a well-worn kind of uh, plot point of being lost in a virtual reality world. And during that time, there was tons of anime following the same kind of format. Another one yep. was um, Log Horizon, which I think is actually better written than uh, Sword Art Online. Similar kind of premise, like these people just kind of get swept up in this virtual reality video game world. Not as uh, essentially the not executed in the same way as Sword Art Online. It seems like they've been physically taken into the world in Log Horizon, but again, it's still kind of a mystery. But the uh, the beats of it is different. Whereas Sword Art Online, they're trying to figure out how to get out. In Log Horizon, they're just trying to figure out how to survive in this world. How do we mm-hmm, eat? Mm-hmm. There's no government system because these NPCs are just basic. It was programmed by. West. Right, so they create a political system within this world of Log Horizon. Uh, so I think something like Tiger and Bunny having its kind of its own flavor can exist uh, side by side with My Hero Academia. Um, I don't think yeah. that's an issue, and I think it took the success of My Hero Academia and the resurgence 
of superhero properties because you know bear in mind this came out in 2011 and the success of the mcu just started in 2008 so i could imagine a lot of companies out there at the time was trying to have their new product and if it didn't hit they they abandoned it and cut bait same way as dc has been kind of flip-flopping over the years if if it didn't bang they cancelled it so yeah yeah green lantern i mean bang cancelled it i i agree with what you're saying how like Mm -hmm. um the resurgence of all these amazing shows yes um have now helped to push this whole narrative or or even the type of shows and films that we see where it's um superhero teams because there are so many similar tv we're talking about this before we started recording this there's so many similar tv shows or even films Mm -hmm. uh animes and animations that um follow a similar premise of that new age superhero so we've talked a little bit about my hero yeah uh definitely um we have the boys the boys is amazon a video exclusive show that um has a, a very a lot more darker for sure but yeah. a, a very similar premise where they have heroes but they are more the new age heroes where it's about social media it's about how they fit, fit in with politics mm-hmm. how they fit in with the government how they fit in with a big sponsor in the right. boys it's what uh that are the uh, big bankrollers for uh, these heroes and yeah. you know uh, we saw all the cover-ups and the craziness that happens with that yeah and it it the biggest takeaway that I have from all these new age shows, even, you know, the new warriors, the mystery men, one punch man, even yeah. is that heroes can't just be heroes. There's no, it used to be in comics. You're either good or you're bad. Right. There's so much gray. Now there's so much gray. Like the, yeah. the heroes that are in the boys, mm-hmm. you know, the people that we follow that we see as the heroes. Actually, yeah. I don't see the guys that we follow as heroes. Yeah. Oh boy, they're even anti-heroes, but the people that are meant to be heroes, the, the, the seven, uh, yeah. the Vot7 yeah you know they they are, are, are so flawed they are so flawed mm-hmm. in their own messed up way and yes. it makes their characters even more interesting which makes me wonder would Superman be a lot more interesting because that, that that's what um, a lot of people have said about Superman like oh I personally think there's a lot of good, great Superman uh, stories but people are like oh right. Superman is boring because he kind of interesting stories yeah. which we already know uh, that that's 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 BS because yeah. they've got the new Superman and Lois show coming out, which is very very interesting. That they actually give him very real human problems, right. and we see the boys where there are real human problems that these heroes are going through. Mm-hmm. So and the inf- and the influx of social media and the swaying of public opinion, like we see so much uh, in the real world, and I think that's what makes these characters a lot more interesting. Where they still, even though they are godly, they still have mm-hmm. to deal with human. Uh, problems mm-hmm. and uh yeah the boys is one of the biggest uh shows of that even one punch man like saitama yeah. is the literally no one has seen anyone stronger he is the strongest we don't know how he got his powers i don't think it's even important but You're he right. is the the got the godliest out of everyone he can body anyone mm-hmm. on a single blow right yeah he, he's the best However, he's seen as less than other heroes because mm. of the perception of him, not because yeah. of what he does or his actual power. It's all down to perception. Right. And you see that throughout everything. Even with My Hero Academia, they still rank heroes in My Hero Academia yeah. to see who's the top, who's the bottom. You know, he had All Might as number one, and then, you know, you, like it, and then they have their top 10 of heroes. Mm. But then, you know what makes someone more super is it like they show in tiger and bunny who who sees the most people who's getting the most points right um and it's very it's very weird how like perception of the public defines how super you are how how, right. how heroic you are i wonder if we ever did the same thing with um uh, with soldiers 
you know, if we were to rank our soldiers in the real world, like, oh, no, no, you're you're less of a soldier because you're not as Captain America and, you know, red, white and blue when you're, you know, sitting next to uh, someone that has leukemia or something. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's so weird <laughs> to, it's, to it's see it like of, this. It's one of those ones, if you want to, like, yeah. take a real world a- allegory to it, it's like, it's what we do to celebrities. But it's a good point that yeah. you made in terms of, like, soldiers, right? Historically speaking, uh, we... We kind of champion our soldiers when it's wartime, but if we're losing that war and we want mm. them to pull out or we're wasting money, it's like, oh, look at you. You're just bloodthirsty soldiers. It's like, you know, notoriously known, like, you know, for, for the Americans out there, you know, you probably all know this, but you like, Americans have that history of, you know, during Vietnam, um, they they didn't treat their soldiers well when they came back. So, you know, like, you know they had Korea, then they had Vietnam, and Vietnam they got they got trounced. It was a, a war they that hurt. they got hurt. They got really hurt, and it's a war that oh, that man. that messed up a lot of young men coming back, and they came back, you know, with PTSD, and obviously at, at the time PTSD it's was probably shell, not shock. Even, shell shock, right? And yeah. it was probably something like you, oh, they're just a bit sensitive. That's all it is. They just they toughen up, and they come back with real mental issues, and yeah. they just they're just made to be either a a problem of society or just a new type of villain. If they did act out, if they did commit a crime, if they tried to do anything to just try to survive, um, they were vilified. And I think typically speaking, it's like it's weird uh the the level of like patriotism we have you know we have that here in the uk uh and it's it's different in different parts of the world but i think like in america it's a thing to like when you see somebody that's a a soldier you say oh thank you for your service i've known a couple of soldiers i don't think i've ever heard or even myself say like oh thank you for your service it's like for them, it's a job. It's a job that they do, and they do it well, and they're happy to do it. It's like as long as you mm-hmm, don't disrespect mm-hmm. them perfect uh, personally, they don't they don't really think about it or care about it. It's like you know they're they're yeah. there to play their role because you and know the, me working they in don't the hospital. End up being, yeah, they don't end up being poster boys or poster girls for um, mm-hmm. this company or whatever. It's not tied to the commercial aspect of it. They're just yeah. doing it because they just see themselves as getting the job done yeah. as two heroes should be. But that's um, the thing with, and, like, celebrities, yeah. though, actors, singers, and performers performers of all sorts. Um, we do kind of have that mentality of building mm-hmm. them up just to tear them down, right? Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's unfortunate, but we, we champion these people. We, we love them to bits when they are performing at their highest, be it football players, rappers, basketball players, singers, actors. We're, we're about it you know we we want to see what they do next but if they do a bad movie or series of bad movies or release a series of of bad songs it's like oh that's when we get on the internet and we call them the worst things known to man it's like <laughs> they fell off they ain't shit they they're whack you know it's like all of that all of that stuff it's like and it's it's an it's an unfortunate thing because that's recency bias that's recency bias is, for is, sure, man. is a recency bias but it's i think it goes beyond that because there's there's also levels to it where somebody gets so big and so successful because they weren't their own personal thing it's like oh i remember when you know i was the only person listening to donald glover as in childish mm-hmm. gambino mm-hmm. and he blows up yeah. so big it's like ah man i ain't feeling this modern stuff it's like it's too commercial man and not that i feel that way but it's weird it's like for me i'm one i would say i'm one of the the early appreciators of childish gambino i feel like i used i used to evangelize him to to all of my friends and they'll be like who who's that and i'm not on the flex of like 
because he's become successful and well known now both as you know donald glover or childish gambino that is like oh i'm gonna shit on him he's whack but i call a spade a spade his last album i wasn't really feeling and it's just yeah i don't but i don't take it and say like he's whack because of it but it's a fascinating thing and i think it's something that very few products explore in terms of like you know comic book movies and stuff like that that the idea of building up the superhero just to eventually tear them down right i think briefly in the dark knight he says it's like you live long enough um you live long enough to be the hero or long enough to to eventually be the villain i i get i completely butchered that no, no. yeah <laughs> it's um uh, uh, um you'd have a die hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain right and that is such a sad thing because apply that to something like basketball, right? Like either retire on top being the best there is or you stick around because you think you can still do it. But when, as you stick around, you deteriorate. You're not as good. You're not as flash. You're not as slick. So everybody yeah, says remember like, how you end rather than your, how you got here. Like the shit that fucking Jordan went through when he came back for the second time, right? He retired, I think twice. Well, technically three yeah. times, right? Um, well, no, technically he retired twice. Uh, the, num- uh, the number escapes me. He, but when he came he back, back with the- multiple times, you know what I mean? Like- yeah. When he came back with the Wizards, people gave him the biggest shit because he, he, was, he was an older dude. Like he's, he was, you know, pushing 40s near enough. Um, and he wasn't as quick. He wasn't dunking like he used. He wasn't moving. Like he was still a dope player. At the end of the day, like Wizards, Jordan, you don't, you still wouldn't want to fuck with. Like, because he had that, he had that, that mentality, you know, he, he could, he could spot you, but he wasn't Jordan from, you know, you know, from back in the days, you know, uh, you went from the, it wasn't Bulls Jordan. He wasn't, wasn't Bulls, Bulls Jordan. Jordan. So, but it's one of those no, when he no stuck way. long enough for people to maybe not to the extent of creating a villain out of him, but near enough, there was, yeah. a, they, you know, you see the documentary, you know, the, uh, the one that on, on Netflix, um, there was times where he was painted as this complete monster because everybody loved it when he was winning. Everybody loved it at a time when he he reflected that winning mentality of like, I'm not going to put so much pressure on you to make you better. I ain't taking stuff. I'm going to punch you to make you better. Abusive stuff. Stuff that we recognize now to be abuse. But people were loving it then. But now it's like convenient that you look back at it and he's like, oh, uh, oh Jordan was a monster. Complete monster. Yeah. And it's a well, it's a weird thing. Yeah, I, it's interesting that you said this because um, it realize I realized that the more noticeable that you are, the less of an archetype uh, archetype uh, of of a hero you are. Like, right. let's think about it: the, the heroes in the real world and the heroes and the uh, typical heroes in the comics from back in the day. Yeah, right. The yeah. real world heroes are soldiers, the people that uh, firefighters and everything. Sometimes right. you don't even figure out their name; they're almost just like a. Uh, uh, like their persona, like oh, yeah. the fire, for, uh, fire from this fifty sixth district, blah blah blah, saved these many children. You know, he's a hero, a god amongst men, yada yada yada. And that almost sounds like you're talking about Superman. Right. And then you know, you, you say the same thing about uh, people that uh, have successful missions across the seas uh, yeah. for the armies, a seal six, uh, seal team six, yeah. like all those people. They're almost like nameless faces, right? Right. The more you know about someone the more scrutiny the more you can put something on them right, right? so the the more you step away from a hero you know in that sense uh uh or the less you know about a hero the mm-hmm. more of a hero they seem 
Yeah. You know, it's almost mythical. Like, think about all the myths that we love to talk about, or love to yeah. hear. They're not alive right now. Right. Like, talking about Hercules, Zeus, all it. Well, like, the, the Zeus is not a role model, but, yeah. you know, talking about like old myths and legends, you know, we, we, we champion them, we push them high because, you know, they, they're no longer here or they aren't here to yeah. be scrutinized. Same thing with Tupac. Tupac is someone that people, you know, don't scrutinize as much at the time when he was in his, you know, in his element. Mm-hmm. Just before he ended, there was a lot of stuff that was going towards him uh, even Michael Jackson like people are no longer like people referring to him as Wacko Jacko like because yeah. of all the craziness that the media was putting onto him right so, but that like the minute they they were no longer with us the scrutiny wasn't as what uh, wasn't as high anymore it's mm-hmm. almost as if they hit legendary status like heroes yeah and that's why I find these shows so interesting because these people are becoming less like heroes mm. because they are a lot more open yeah can you imagine if the the Venn diagram of of like uh uh, our real world heroes and so- something like Tom Holland does because obviously yeah. Tom Holland isn't Spider-Man in the real world no but he does a lot of things that you know a lot of these shows and TV shows that we're talking about mm-hmm. do where he you know he he's commissioned by Disney to go like uh, uh, make a wish foundation you know mm-hmm. take pictures mm-hmm. c- come up in the get up and everything so it's almost as if uh, um, they're combining uh, Tom Holland with Peter Parker right. in these shows yeah. where like you, you, you get the uh, uh, marketability yeah. of a of a hero in mm. these shows uh, also the marketability of as a person as well and yeah. you don't see that unless you're watching these shows yeah. so it's almost as if you're able to be the soldier and the hero but also the uh, uh, the actor or the character in yeah. these shows, and that's the thing that's created in uh, in all these media's that we see. They, they they you cannot separate them. Whereas in the real world, they are wildly separate. Those three things are separate. Yeah. The real world heroes, you know, the firefighters, the, the soldiers, the real world actors that mm-hmm. play superheroes, and the actual superhero characters in the screen. These are yeah. three separate things uh, that people uh, enjoy or, or or look at. You yeah. know. And they have, uh, and they get scrutinized in their own way. Whereas in all these shows, that is all rolled up into one. You are the persona. You are the hero. Yeah. You are the uh, uh, you are the soldier. You you know you you are the uh, the th- person that's marketable to sell our soda pop or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's uh, sounded really old. There, soda pop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and, and that's what makes this all interesting because it's giving them everything. Mm-hmm. Like we're we're not trying to make draw lines in the sand like it is in the real world. No, they are all the same thing. Mm-hmm. And you know that's why I find the boys so interesting. That's why I find uh, my hero academia. So that's why I find find this yeah. show so interesting because it's giving it's creating the problems that no, it's giving them all the problems that you'd get being these three things. Are you a right. patriot? So you're 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 trying to uh, uh, follow the government. Yeah. Are you uh, marketable? Are, are you doing the right thing for Disney so you don't lose your job? So you're sponsored yeah. for them. Are you able to be the hero that people can love? that you can get millions of followers on Instagram. Yeah. Like, uh, I find it so cool. You, you see it in a lot more um, uh, common uh, media. Because, yeah. for example, like the Miles Morales uh, Spider-Man game and the uh, and the actual Peter Parker Spider-Man game that came on PlayStation 4 and yeah. now PlayStation 5. Um, even when they walk on road, you're interacting with people, you're taking uh, pictures, getting snapped on the gram and everything. And, mm-hmm. like, it, it's a lot more involved. People are a lot more involved. And it does skate on those three uh, circles in that Venn diagram. Mm-hmm. And I, and I love to see it. Now, um, I want to move on to something sli- slightly... Before, um, before, that does... before, before we move on... Oh, actually, yeah, yeah. Go, go, go. Uh, I wanted to talk it's, about... It's still on Tiger and Bunny, by the way. Yeah, it's still but on Tiger and Bunny. I wanted yeah. to transition from Tiger and Bunny uh, and general, like, you know, superhero comic book heroes. And I wanted to talk about something a bit more serious. 
um real real world heroes actually um tell me ken like okay who would you say is your if you have one and if it's more than one who is your real world hero and why it's it's less a person but more a group of people okay so the, the real world heroes are uh the people that uh are actively trying to help people yeah uh, in life and death situations or even uh trying to find ways to prevent life and death situations so that is doctors and nurses like you know doctors and nurses is is the easy one right mm. <laughs> because they are actively trying to do their best to save lives yeah um which is you get gray areas because of uh you know free free healthcare not free healthcare and you know yada 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 health insurance in different parts of the world uh and you know take it as you will about how your views on it but when you know they're doing what they need to be doing and mm-hmm. actually saving people's lives I, I think they are definitely a real world heroes yeah um almost with superpowers with the abilities that they can do to actually save people's lives yeah um with soldiers soldiers uh being heroes yeah. I, I don't know enough what happens on specific missions to see if they're heroes or not because boy heroes are, are the people that you know win <laughs> when it comes to soldiers yeah so i i, I I'm, I'm not gonna say that they haven't been doing what but they i'm asking i'm asking more to, heroes to, to you like right now you're talking about soldiers that's just general i'm talking about who is a hero to you who do who's who a hero to me yeah like who's influenced you like you know we don't want to talk generic here. Like I don't, I don't think about nurses on a day to day. I got a friend that's a nurse. Don't think about it on a day to day. But Ooh, there's people in my, my life that have actually influenced me, and is they are a hero to me. They, I aspire to be on their level. Who is a hero to you, Ken? Ooh, that's interesting. Um, definitely my dad. Uh, my my dad to, uh, for specific things. Um, his resilience and patience with a lot of things that he's dealt with in his life. Um, I feel like, you know, for me to whine about certain things and think about the things that he had to deal with to get me to this point, not just him and our family, uh, like to, to get me to this point, uh, that, that's, that's a strong man. It's mm-hmm. a strong man. Yeah. Um, he has his flaws, but, you know, you can't sleep on the things that he's done yeah. to get us to this point. Uh, beyond him, I because I, I've thought about this before mm-hmm. and I've always had issues coming up with someone else mm-hmm. that I genuinely look up to to be like wow you're, you're, you're on levels like you're someone that I aspire to be yeah um, and no one really comes to mind right um, that's that, 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 that's due to me having my own um, issues of trying to find someone that almost like a mental figure that's not my mentor you know yeah um, I, I, I don't have anyone in particular beyond uh, my pops yeah uh, how about you Tony like who do you say is your hero so for me, uh, my hero is like, I've, I've actually had quite a few in my life. Um, right. Obviously you can go early on for me. It's, it's, it's weird, right? When you think about the concept of heroes and it goes back to that quote of like, you know, die a hero, live long enough to be a villain. Um, you can often think about that in a, in an allegory of real life in terms of like your parents, right? Like, for me, my mom, obviously, she's 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 a hero to me. She's one of my biggest inspirations. Like, she's toughed it out. Uh, but you think earlier, right? You know, for most people, it's going to be their their dad. Um, obviously, you can, you've obviously mentioned your dad. Um, and that quote of, you know, die a hero, live long enough to be the villain, I think I can apply it to my dad and most people's experience with dads, um, whereby, you know, they don't they don't stick around. They they, they are they are your hero when when you're a kid 
um and then unfortunately something happens and they kind of duck out and for the longest part of my life my dad kind of ducked out we have a better relationship now but um he's never been the one unfortunately to be that person for me to say i i look up to him you know i love my dad to bits but our relationship is what it is but i can say in terms of that the first person to make me think wow this person's on a different level is um one of my old secondary school teachers shout out to john nichols rest in peace uh this guy was an absolute uh, genius he yeah he passed mm-hmm. uh, several years ago but this guy was absolute genius because um he was my science teacher he he was on like on a different level of like intelligence right um he was quite stern quite moody quite grumpy kind of like me so maybe i pat myself off of him but um he he was so smart that he never actually like he was self-taught physics like his speciality is physics but he taught us like chemistry and biology he didn't like biology whatsoever he hated teaching uh, hated teaching it uh but he was he specialized in uh, in uh, in physics he was self-taught physics uh self-taught uh chemistry eventually got his degree this guy was so smart it was like i was randomly in a library looking through like i don't know i don't know what section i was in uh but i saw a geography book and I saw like, oh, John Nichols. And I'm thinking, what the hell? John Nichols? My, my teacher's called John Nichols. It can't be the same no John way. Nichols. Uh, <laughs> no pull way. It out. So I'll go see, hey, sir, by any chance, did you publish like a geography book? Yeah, I said, yeah. Why? Oh, because I wanted to. I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay. And ever since then, right, I've got respect for people uh, like that. So going off of John Nichols, I go on to Donald Glover, aka Childish Gambino. You already know how much of a fan I am, right? Yeah, and man. I'm such a fan I, of his because of the uh, fact uh, that... Most amount of respect for that guy, man. Yeah, he does what he wants to do. He was a writer. He was a stand-up comedian. He He's a singer. He's a rapper. He's an actor. He's a director. He's a producer. He does what he wants to do. And because of that, it's led me to do things like make my own comic book, which I am two issues down, working on my third one. I've started a podcast and it for me it's like regardless of the levels of exposure or success the fact that i'm doing it is what really makes it for me and um any person out there that goes out goes out there and builds something because you wanted to you are my hero i have so much respect for you whatever it may be you know as long as it's legal you know and you you love yourself and you respect yourself and you respect what you're doing and that thing that you're doing is beneficial to you and the world. I got so much respect for you that you went out there and mm. you did it because you wanted to. You know, maybe you needed to, but also because you wanted to. So, yeah, th- those those are my heroes. I like it. I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, you actually jogged uh, uh, my memory about someone that I really looked up to growing up. Um, but no, I really like yeah, your heroes. Uh, Michael Jackson. I, yeah. I, I had an, an obsession with Michael Jackson because I saw him as the coolest. Every time I saw him, I always saw him when he was doing some cool shit, man. Like mm-hmm. all his music, all his music videos are mini films. I'm like, what? What do you mean my guy's walked into the palace and is like, do you remember? Girl? I was like, this is a bad man. Yeah. He's the baddest of bad men. What do you mean did magic tricks for you just to scoop your babes from, yeah. from your throne? <laughs> nah, like everything about him is down to his dance moves, down to his work ethic. From the time when I, one of the times when I saw him when he jumped out of a stage and he was standing there with his shades on yeah. and people were just screaming for him right. for a 10 minute solid. Women fainting for him and I wasn't admiring him for like him his ability to make girls fate. No, I'm not talking about that. Right. For for the shit 
for the sheer collective love of someone being the best at what they do. Yeah. Right. And that inspired me. I was like, what do you mean if you do amazing, if you reach the pinnacle of your greatness or even come close to it, people will rate you for it. Right. Oh, that, that's, no, that, 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 that is levels. Yeah. And obviously we all know what happened to Michael Jackson eventually. And it's, it's very, very sad. Yeah. Someone that, just like I described, so, so amazing at what he can do just being put down and and you know trashed in the media yeah but like his rise to to to, to fame like I, 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 it's so inspirational yeah because it, it once goes... again like he he was the he was the personification of hard work yeah and the the, the fans never let him forget yeah and oh man how it, can you hate that it does go back to that whole thing of live long enough to be the villain uh, you know he he didn't die very old um, you know unfortunately but no, he he stuck around in the game long enough to become the villain. All of these stories coming out about him and like, you know, some of them obviously he's admitted to. Like, I always go back to that interview where he admitted to the uh, quote unquote Jesus juice that broke my heart. Um, you know, I uh, I don't know what he did to those kids. Like, you know, you have you have to you have to prove that to me. But the fact that he he gave them cans of pop where he replaced it with wine and he called it Jesus juice. That that ah, broke my heart, um, but I digress. It that's was such a bad idea. <laughs> it was a. It was but yeah, a, no. Let's let's yeah, let's move let's on. Let's move on to other things. But um, well, what's, what's our next just, topic? Just, well, just just before we move on to our next topic, I really yeah. wanted to um get your uh, get get your opinion and uh, talk a little bit about how all these shows that we're talking about about mm-hmm. heroes and everything, how um there are schools or right. there are classes that make you into heroes right. or even schools to make you like more like the protagonists in, in, in various uh, of these shows. Yeah. Um, we, we've mentioned quite a lot of animes uh, and TV shows on films. Uh, there are two more or three more that, mm-hmm. that I'd like to mention. We have um, all Fire Force. Mm-hmm. Fire Force, uh, once again, they're <laughs> coincidentally firefighters, yes. but with fire abilities. Right. Um, we have Naruto. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Hidden Leaf Village has a ninja school to train people to be ninjas to therefore go off and be heroes. Yes. And then we have uh, X Men from the comics. Mm-hmm. Now, I really wanted to mention Fire Force and Naruto because um, all these hero schools, because we even see it, uh, um, you know, uh, My Hero Academia with uh, UA, uh, the school UA. We have the Hidden Leaf Village. We have um, even villain schools. Is it Jack Ryder or Jack Reacher? Um, I can't remember which one the, the Amazon one where the kid has to infiltrate the the uh, villain school for kids yeah uh, he, was, he was watching it you have the uh, assassination classroom mm-hmm. which was assassination uh, uh, school yeah hidden one uh, you had Cameron San Diego you know all these different things and I try and think okay they, they seem to be basing this on something and then I realise they're just basing it on the real world mm-hmm. where do we have schools for people to be quote unquote heroes mm-hmm. and that is you know uh, doctors have the universities like Bart's. You have the military, uh, military school. You know, and I later realized that oh, Naruto, you, you're just you, you're not a hero. You you you're literally a soldier. Yeah, you're a, you are a soldier, just like um in the Fire Force, the main character. He yeah. is technically a, a Fire Force soldier, right. like even to the point where it's a, a force. So when I see X Men, I'm thinking like, wait a minute. Are these kids with superpowers soldiers? Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm asking that rhetorically. Yes, they they are soldiers. Yeah, they are the soldiers for uh, for Professor X, and then you had the uh, uh, is it Brotherhood of Evil uh, for for Magneto. Yeah. Um, 
and, and I just find it so interesting when you see uh, a school in a lot of these media best believe they are now becoming soldiers right. in, in some aspects right. just like you see in Ti- Tiger and Bunny I think you were saying that there might have been uh, uh, hero school in yeah. Tiger and Bunny yeah yeah. technically they're being soldiers for these big companies um, and that's wild to me that, yeah. that, that, that's so wild and maybe like with the villain schools that's what they're trying to do. Like they're, they're trying, all right, cool. This is how we cultivate the the evil kids by uh, making them more like Elon Musk, you yeah. know, rich, successful children to take over the world with their, with their electric cars. Uh, but yeah, that, that's my piece on like uh, these superhero worlds where you have so many factions where it might be schools, might be different, what you call a hero um, where it all overlaps. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's a lot on uh, Tiger and Buddy. Uh, I think the other thing we want to talk about was um, another show that... Uh, is on Netflix, and that is the Pacific Rim Pacific show. Rim uh, Black. The Black? black. Oh, Pacific Rim Black, that's yes. it. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, did you finish it, Tony? Because I, I only got uh, about two, three episodes in. I did finish it. Uh, unfortunately, it kind of okay. ends, not even even a cliffhanger. It kind of, I think it's doing what a, a Netflix has been doing with a lot of their shows, doing the, you know, the part ones and the part twos. Uh, so it just kind of ends. It's only it's only about seven episodes and it just kind of ends. Uh, but okay. let me let me start off with this one because I'm gonna be real quick with uh, Pacific Rim Black. I really really enjoyed it. Um, I love the first the 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 movies, uh, the first one and the second one for different reasons. Um, I I think the 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 way Guillermo del Toro in the first movie, the way he handles the physics of it, the monsters, the design. The characters are dead. Like he didn't really work on the characters and the actors, they don't really have much to work off of. Um, but just watching giant monsters smack into each other. I actually credit Pacific Rim for the resurgence of things like Godzilla and Kong. Um, I think the kaiju it, films, right. the kaiju films. Yeah, if it wasn't for them, they if it wasn't for Pacific Rim, um, even with its moderate success, you wouldn't have Kong uh, versus Godzilla. Um, but with this show, right, it follows the story of this brother and sister where their parents were uh, pilots in uh, they were they were Jaeger pilots. And Jaegers are these giant mechanized robots that they use to fight these kaiju. Wait, Tony, just just for you continue, because mm. um, I was I was realizing this when I was watching the show. Mm. Wait, they're called Jaeger pilots. Yes. And then one of the. Um, uh, the, well, the main character of Attack on Titan mm-hmm. is called Eren Yeager. Yes. And we all know he transforms into a giant titan. Yes. So knowing a, a film called uh, a Pacific Rim or a series called Pacific Rim yeah. where you have big giant fighters yes. to fight uh, monsters right. yeah. unknown as Yeagers and you have Eren Yeager, I thought that was... Uh, so I don't know if that was intentional or is, a mad coincidence. It is intentional because you need to know what Yeager Sick. means. So do you know what a Yeager Sick. is? No, not at Jaeger, all. Jaeger, I think, is German for hunter. So Eren Jaeger is literally Eren Hunter who hunts Titans. Jaegers Eren Jaeger. Yeah. So um <laughs> so uh, Jaegers in Pacific Rims are hunters of Kaiju. Um so yeah, it's it's not that clever when you break it down that way, but um No. So yeah, this brother and sister couple, their parents were Jaeger pilots. They used to fight off the Kaiju. Unfortunately they die and they're left alone. 
um to survive in this kind of this horrid world is set in australia which i think is a really interesting choice for a set and often it's like you know you, you, these movies and these worlds are set especially with an anime you expect it to be in japan or, or if it's something you know western inspired expect it to be in america but they chose australian and the thing that i like about it so much because it follows this brother and sister um dynamic is that these kids are not all powerful they don't know everything they're figuring things out they actually stumble upon this decommissioned training jaeger and the brother at early age had some training uh the 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 daughter his sister um who's more impulsive uh hasn't had much training she even skips over the training when she comes across the jaeger she keeps on saying skip 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 when it's trying to impart lessons uh, and she thinks because of that she's qualified because she got to the end of the course but clearly she's she actually can't operate uh, a Jaeger but they they're forced into situations where they have no choice but to you know drift be because their siblings has made them drift compatible they're more easier to be to operate these Jaegers together and um, the story unfolds uh, through that um in this world this barren wasteland uh that they uh i think they call it B bogan and uh which is it's a it's an odd choice that they've chosen to call that area called bogan because i don't know ken do you what? know what a bogan is no not at all what's that so a bogan is a kind of a deer and if there's any australians out there listening to the correct me on this but it's actually like a deer derogatory term to a specific type of australian person imagine like the australian equivalent of a uh, a chav so kind of a lao e kind of australian person they're referred to as a bogan so this area is called bogan i think it's because it's like it's quite savage it's wild west it's quite you know aggressive so they've termed that area bogan and this guy uh he's kind of like an arms dealer he he trades in things that people need when they need it kind of a gangster he he takes he captures them and says like well your jaeger's mine now and since he hasn't got anybody in his group that's uh drift compatible he uses them for his own ends um thing i really like about the show is that one is well written well written it's actually far better written than both movies combined and the actual characters um playing these uh, the actual voice actors playing these characters their delivery is spot on it's like it's not played up like typical anime where you have the twee voices the the delivery is is played off kind very straight very earnestly and i appreciate that again there's not a lot to go off of since uh, the show is it ends quite anticlimactically it, it was building to something for sure but it's too early to tell but i very much enjoyed it so far yeah, no, it's good, man. Uh, I, 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 as we've discussed multiple times, mm -hmm. you know, like we we, um, we we know TV shows are better suited for long form uh, storytelling. Yeah. So I I'm happy that we got to see part of this world uh, in this way because, yeah, man, I always, even after the first and second film, my biggest critique of it is I want to see more of this world. I want to see more of what was going on or mm -hmm. how much it devastated because you don't have giant creatures like this or giant robots and it doesn't devastate an entire world. They did try and show a little bit about the underbelly of like the market of trying to sell, like like acquire and sell uh, kaiju parts and everything. And that was uh, kind of nice. But, you know, I wanted to see more of it and how it actually devastated people. And we got to see it through the show. Uh, so, no, like uh, I'm really happy that, you know, it, we got to expand on this world, even though we've 
now changed location in comparison mm-hmm. um, to what what we saw in the first couple of films to Australia. Yeah, yeah, man. Like I, I really do like it. I really do like it. Yeah. Um, uh, I well, there's there's quite a new there's quite a few new shows coming out that you know are on Netflix that because we love animated uh, animation shows. Mm-hmm. I think there's there's a new animation show that's coming out. I can't remember what it's called, but it, it features in a similar vein of um, storytelling where it's a group of people that have uh, some some uh, uh, some major world breaking thing happens and mm-hmm. they're just trying to survive. Um, that's but very no, I'll look into it and non, we can talk about it. That was very non specific and that was so that was so vague. It hurts because I, I saw I, I saw I saw, a tra- I saw a teaser of it. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is this is very vague, but I'm yeah. interested because animation, yeah. uh, and, that, and that's all I have to go on right now. Yeah. So on that note, Ken, I I do want to I do want to actually finish the show talking about one thing. Right, I want to talk about this show that I watched, and it is not a great show. It's um so okay. I will ask you at the end one question. Actually, let me ask you now, like, so you can get this out of the way, yeah? Has there any ever been a show, like, even if it's a season, it been bad, but you force yourself to get to the end of it? Oh, man. A lot of the DC TV shows. Right. <laughs> a lot of the DC TV yeah. shows, right. Fair enough, fair yeah, enough. Yeah. Um, I'm a, I'm a completionist. That's why I, I, I'm watching a lot of that. Yeah. Norm- like, whether they're good or not is, is neither here or there. Normally, I am not. Uh, a completionist like if a show is not capturing me I will kind of give it up like I am pretty fair I do give a show a lot of time um, but if, it's, if, if you're not banging you're not banging this show I'm about to talk about called The One and uh, I'll give you a brief synopsis of what it's about imagine a world whereby you could In actually through your genetics a specific genetic mutation that is exhibited within humans that's actually corresponds with ants that um so ants received uh, released this specific uh pheromone uh, in attempt to actually uh, find their match and once the the and it's a specific genetic pheromone so when when it's released is this another specific ant will bond with that other ant right so this right. Uh, imagine a world where you can isolate that gene that gene mutation within yourself so specific that a, another human being on the planet that when they are in the presence of you will they fall in love with you immediately like you that is oh, your soul that's like that um spider-man and silk remember that yes from the comics? i briefly read that i'm not too familiar because i only read like one issue but kind of in the same vein right so um this scientist discovers that like the idea of soulmates and like you know love at first sight is 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 from this and um she was able to prove it like when when she kind of did the science and was able to uh, to to show it it actually worked like this person that she barely even knew she was besotted on and they connected on every single level and were truly in love so she creates this kind of dating service where you send in your dna and they check the dna with somebody else and they find you at the match and within two years they have a hundred a hundred successful matches now you would think that's an interesting concept, right? That is an amazing concept. Now, it gets even more interesting in the sense that, like, in this world, there's actually detriments to that because some people who are actually in happily married relationships 
actually mm-hmm. send in their DNA, they find their match, they find the person. You know this reminds me of what does it remind you of? That one episode of Rick and Morty where um yes. like do you want to make an app? Yes. And then like um he finds your quote unquote soulmate yeah. and then it was literally breaking up families yeah. <laughs> all over around the world. See, Pandemic. See the difference between uh, uh, Rick and Morty and this is that Rick and Morty is that app that was kind of telling the people who to love. In this one is their genetics that's telling them who they actually truly oh, love. Oh, that reminds me of the other Rick and Morty episode mm. of the um, when Morty wants to make a love potion for Jessica. Right. And then he accidentally, oh, make sure you don't give someone that has yeah. the flu. Yeah. And then it ended up making a Cronenberg world yes. because he started playing around to try and reverse engineer uh, the pheromones that mm-hmm. was making everyone want to sleep with Morty. Right. So yeah, that was crazy. That's the basic conceit of this story, right? So there's this new dating platform where you can send in your DNA and they find you a match. And when you find your match, they are truly your match. Sometimes you can't even control yourself how much you want to be with that person. They're not manipulating anything. It's literally your DNA finding this person that would otherwise you would never meet because they might be on the other side of the, the world or they might be down the road and you just never cross paths. So yeah. Early on, I'm thinking, this is interesting. This is fascinating. And you get introduced to all of these different characters. Uh, one of which is actually this uh, police detective who she seems kind of like very, very lonely, very sad. Either that or the actor, actress just acts sad. She just looks like she's got permanent sad face, right? Uh, mm. She goes on it. She finds a woman and they are the perfect match. And you see it on, you know, on the screen. They are like, they haven't even met yet physically because this woman's like, doesn't live near her. And they're, they're in love online. So it's not even just the pheromones. It's physically, there's something about them. You can see like your genetics can see through that and know that it's in love. On the other side, you've got this other um, character, well, this couple where it's a happily married couple, a uh, young black guy, young black woman. Uh, she's Scottish, cutest Scottish accent, but she's a bit nutso. And when I say nutso, I mean like she'd be put in prison. She basically is so insecure, she takes a clump of her boyfriend's hair, sends it into the the, the one company. She finds the match, right? So she gets the, the, the information that we found your match. She goes to meet her husband's match. Early on, you don't even know that they're husband and wife. Like you think, like I was watching, recommendation, don't watch the show period and if you are curious don't watch it with your significant other you will have conversations that are very uncomfortable anyway Mm-mm. so toxic <laughs> so they she finds the match she goes to meet the match she makes friends with the match goes to the same yoga studio as the match right for what reason ken could you, do you if you had to guess right what reason would she have for, to do this well it's it's down to insecurities mm-hmm. like what makes her better than me right or I'm a killer bitch. Yeah, right. <laughs> so you got that Straight whole dynamic, up. but she still hasn't told her her boyfriend. Who throughout this whole thing, you're watching him. This guy loves his wife. He loves his wife. He even goes as far to actually set up a surprise birthday party for a you know in a part. He is full on loves it, and now he's a reporter, right? And that's going to be important later. He's a reporter. Um, on the other side of it. Um, you got this dynamic with the person that she is uh, one of the creators of the company of the one you find out the backstory mm-hmm. that she was like a genetic scientist her and her, her best friend worked together and they discovered it she meanwhile is actually having this kind of weird sexual on and off emotional relationship with this guy who they, they started off as all mutual friends he works for another company and deals with like you know um 
this genetic data database. So when mm-hmm. she works with her best friend, um, he has a theory about the pheromone stuff. She actually takes the, th- the theory even further and thinks, what if we can apply this to humans? And he said, cool, that's all well and good, but it's only really a theory and we wouldn't really test, be able to test it unless we, ha- unless we had like access to a genetic database. Well, do you know who does have a genetic database? Ben. Now, Ben, bear in mind, at the beginning of the show, he's dead. His body's actually pulled out of a river. So when you see Ben, you're only seeing him in flashbacks throughout the whole show, right? He's been killed. We don't know who's killed him, right? Um, but okay. So right. this woman, who's the head of the one, in the flashback, you see that she waits for him to kind of leave his laptop unattended. She downloads the database of genetic material, and she becomes like technically patient zero where she uploads her uh, dna to find that specific gene mutation finds another person with that the same corresponding gene mutation goes to meet the guy as in in, in any experiment to see proof is in the pudding goes to tenerife where the guy is and literally they have a connection straight away therefore proving Uh her theory she comes back it's two years later it's a massive success now Everything I've said, Ken, does that sound remotely bad, negative in any way? No, this, this sounds like it's rife to, to make the perfect series mm. of drama. You know what I mean? Now, you would um, think so, I've right? got, I've, Well, I've got one thing to say, but I'm going to wait to the end okay. because I think it's, it's, I think well, it's quite well, hilarious. No, but yeah, go on, go now, off. Because I've kind of break down the whole thing. I don't want to get into it just in case somebody is interested in watching it. I don't want to go too spoilerific. Yeah. I've given enough spoilers. So right. hit me with it, it, it's, it's very uh, uh it's it's controversial, mm-hmm. right? All the matches, I can assume it's man and woman, right? Nah, that's the interesting thing, Ken. That's the right? interesting right? thing. You see what I'm saying? See what I'm now, saying? The... So are we saying your soulmate slash quote unquote person you're meant to be with has to be biologically opposite to No, you? that's the thing. They actually Ooh. established early on. So this woman, the main woman, um, yeah. She actually leaves the guy that she's in love with because one, she she realizes that, fuck, is proven uh, is proven to be true. But I can't divulge how this company started because what I've done is illegal, and if I get found out, I'm going to prison. So she leaves the guy because she can't have him as proof to show that he is the first one. So she actually ends up with this guy, this gay guy who got matched with another dude. But unfortunately, that before he even got to meet the guy, the guy already died. So she makes a deal with this gay guy. I don't know why That's he agreed to this deal. They said, like, if you pretend to be my match, I would obviously give you a comfortable life. But because I can't be as the said as company, because I, you know, I don't want to risk exposure. I can't be with the person I love. We're going to live together and you will pretend to be my match because you've, you've already missed out on your match. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which is, I think is a really dumb conceit. It's like, cause that is so easy for people to find. So, that's that's it right it establishes that you don't actually need to your matches are not necessarily heterosexual yeah even if you think you are they don't delve into it but i can assume that you know an interesting plot point is that this a person assumes that they were straight all this time and they find out that their match is another man but the case is it's like the science works and like when you meet your match you met your match and you feel it uncontrollably ask me some some more questions again like dive in dive in because as i go along i will I will reveal things. Go on. Ask me another question. Well, yeah, yeah. I guess the 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 the, the biggest question in all of this mm-hmm. 
is uh, how much of calamity does it make? Because when you think about it, mm-hmm. well, we're, we're saying about people who have to be matched up yeah. for based on uh, the pheromones and everything. Yeah. Okay, what if like your match is on a like remote place in Africa, yeah. you know, in like some crazy village or whatever, yeah. and you're 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 like a and, and, and your your lifestyle is like you, you're worth like three million dollars yeah. or something yeah. uh, in the most expensive part. Like, yeah. the, I guess th- it's hard to even address that. So I, I imagine people being, you know, anxious and, and upset mm-hmm. that they're not able to find their exact match mm-hmm. because the person that they are probably quote unquote soulmates to mm-hmm. doesn't. It, well, one thing isn't in can never be recorded in the database mm-hmm. because you know they're so remote. Yeah, or because you know they might. They're afraid of falling in love with someone that can't match their lifestyle. Yeah. Oh, see, that, <laughs> which is anything. Do, do, do they address that? See, they address the one half of it, the lifestyle issue, right? But the cases you kind of see consistently that with the whole matching stuff, it doesn't really, it doesn't really matter how your lifestyle is, who you are, how you are. It's like when you feel the way you feel, you feel the way you feel. So with her, head over heels. This guy uh, from Tenerife, he's just a guy that owns like a, a surfer shack in in uh, Tenerife she's now like a billionaire in the company obviously at the beginning she wasn't but she leaves him and eventually becomes one he doesn't care about that he just wants to be with her damn so now, <laughs> don't, now don't, int- don't don't show the show on Valentine's Day bro don't show the uh, show on Valentine's Day you know what the crazy thing this is this will make girls go crazy no you show the show on <laughs> Valentine's Day is people gonna break up um you <laughs> straight up <laughs> you know the, the, the other side of that question you just asked me right like people you know if you're so record i actually asked that question because i watched unfortunately i watched this with my girlfriend who went from loving the show to absolutely hating it um for, for reasons but um i, asked I can the imagine question, they don't go deep enough pardon i can imagine it they don't go deep enough. i think i could imagine that they were hoping for a season two to go deeper but this show is not good so it's not getting a season two but I literally asked the question that you asked. Like, imagine you're in a place where, imagine you never submitted your DNA to the database, but the, your co- corresponding mm-hmm. person did, right? Pissed. So pissed. that person that sent and submitted it will never find his match. Now, do you have any more questions, Ken? Hmm. Trying, trying to break down this. This does it end in calamity? Does the world end up breaking and being destroyed? Because when you think about it... You would think, right? You would think that this would actually lead to some sort of post-apocalypse. It doesn't. Yeah, it yeah. Doesn't. Like, uh, th- I, was, I, was wait- I was waiting for that Rick and Morty episode where it's like, like everything just goes calamity. People like jumping out of... No, I wasn't... People jumping out of, of airplanes. I was expecting like it'll go down like whereby like so many relationships have been broken in a fucked up way that there'll be strings of murders. Exactly. You know, crimes of passion. Hit. Not, there was like maybe one or two. So there's there's one thing that they established, right? This bald old man that appears every so often and he's always holding a sign. It's like, a, and the sign says a match made in hell, right? And he's always picketing outside the women's company because some people don't necessarily believe, uh, not, not they don't believe, they believe it works. They don't agree with it because... There's this woman who's friends with the black couple. She's kind of like in a bad situation because her husband actually did submit his DNA. He found his match and immediately left his wife. <laughs> oh, immediately dear. left his wife. And now she that white that white woman actually finds out from her friend, right? The girl that submitted her boyfriend's DNA. 
uh, she asks it. She 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 finds out that she you know submitted the DNA. So why would you do that? You know what what just happened to me? Like, are you dumb? Then quickly tries to backpedal. Is like, well, maybe maybe he won't leave you. You know, because like that just happened to me. It might not happen to you. So that leaves that. I I, I want to see. Yeah, I, I, I get it. I get yeah. it. <laughs> I want to see a member of the Ku Klux Klan mm-hmm. or some of these racist groups submit right. their shit and end up with the blackest of black. You would, you would think that would possibly be <laughs> a storyline that they all delve that would into. Be excellent. What would happen oh, if you match with you somebody imagine? that was a polar opposite of you? I even asked like my, my girlfriend, right? Like if I was a mass murderer and I was your soulmate, like, because she says she believes in soulmate, but she doesn't necessarily believe people only have one soulmate. She believes that maybe people have four or five, which I think is a random distinction, but that's neither here or there. You know, so I don't believe in soulmates. So let me put that out there. Um, I used to, right. Then I thought to myself, let me grow up and put on my big boy pants. That's dumb. Um, I don't begrudge anybody that does believe in soulmates. You do you. Uh, just the concept of it seems they're, a bit... They're just not big boys, it's, it's <laughs> it a, seems. It's a bit of a fantasy. It's a bit of a fantasy, but what's life without a bit uh, of fantasy? Let's not get into it. Let's not, let's not get into but it. <laughs> let, me, let me actually just lay it down there why this show uh, is so bad. For one thing, it's nine episodes long, and the show actually should have been only four. Legit, for five episodes, nothing happens nothing happened. they wasted episodes so that's a shame so you got the police officer right uh who's investigating the murder of this guy ben ben is the guy with the database that got stolen um the most the most terrible police officers that i've ever seen like you find out later that one of the police officers her, her partner he's a he's a he's a dirty cop he's actually on the take with the woman that owns the one company so he might be hindering mm. the thing but you never see any evidence of him hindering the investigation except for one time right um but this woman is so, she's actually, this is the weird thing that they never even address in the show, like the conflict of interest. Like, so this police officer has actually used the one product to find her soulmate, right? And she's actually, she plans to meet up with her soulmate. I think this is in episode one or two. She's dressed up. She's made herself feel confident because she doesn't seem like she's generally a confident woman. And she's kind of feels like she's been stood up because the woman doesn't show up. She, only to find out that, the woman's in the hospital because she got hit by a car. Damn. Now she rushes, rushes, <laughs> rushes to go see the woman, right? That's crazy. And she's had conversations <laughs> with the woman before. The woman tells her yeah. like, yeah, no, I don't, you know, I have no family. My parents died in a car crash um, and I'm just kind of alone. She goes to the hospital. She goes to see the woman. The woman's there next to another woman. And she says, hey, I'm here to see Sophia. Sophia is the one that got hit by the car. Uh, who are you? And the woman says, "Oh, I'm Sophia's wife." And she's like, "Wait, wait, wait what, what? Sophia's wife?" And the cop right there, like, instead of a lion, like, she admits, "Oh, I matched with Sophia." She tries to lie initially, but she's this woman that is a police detective is so shit at lying that the the woman says, "It's like, like if you're a police officer investigating her being hit by a cop, which doesn't make sense." you know a detective would not investigate somebody being hit by a car unless it was like you know an a, an actual intentional crime they were looking for drama tony they were looking for drama they were looking for drama they were looking for drama but they failed right so she admits straight away oh she matched because in this world everybody knows about the one because it blew up so quickly right and this woman right. l- later finds out Tinder. that her her love interest, her match, the person that she's never met before, but because of the genetic thing, is so crazy in love with, has been lying about everything. First of all, only her mum died. Her, her dad's still alive. Her brother's still alive. She actually has a brother, which this woman didn't know about. 
And not only that, it's like she the reason why she made up the story that her 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 uh, family was uh, family was pretty much dead is because she caused the death of her mother. Because she, this woman Sophia was so much of a brat, right? To go into a flashback, she literally pulled the steering wheel while her mother was driving while they were having an argument, and her mom died instantly. What? Yes. Oh my god! Who are these people that be pulling steering wheels? After, oh my god! After all of that, no. After finding out she lied about her family, after finding out she lied about being married. Bear in mind they were separated because this is the icing on the cake. The woman is a serial cheater. On her wife, she cheated on her actual wife multiple times. Okay, 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 Tony, let's wrap this up because I'm upset. <laughs> I'm upset with this show. Yes, this is this is bad. Do you, do, it's but you know bad. what? Do you want to find out what the kicker is? The kicker of all of this. Please is, do right? ruin the, the shit. Please. The kicker of this, right, is this like later on in the show. In the show, um, because the detective is trying to figure out what's going on, why she's been lying so much. She actually finds out that she has a brother and a dad still alive because this is a really fucked up cop. While this woman's in a coma, Sophia, who just got hit by the car, is in a coma. She takes her thumb and unlocks Sophia's phone. Goes into Sophia's phone, finds a number of a guy because she's trying to find out what's going on. Calls the guy. And the guy at first were thinking as the audience, wait, is this woman not a lesbian? She's bisexual. Oh, she's got a guy on the go as well. It's her brother. That's how she discovers she's got a brother, right? This is this is where it gets weirder. The brother comes to visit her her um her sister in the hospital and guess what happens, Ken? The police detective immediately falls in love with the brother. And do you know why she immediately falls in love with the brother? The massive twist at the very end is that the woman that They're twins. No, they, I, that's I, that's what I thought that they were fraternal twins, so they must share the genetic um the genetic uh, code, right? No, right. the twist is at the end, which is such a lazy twist, right? Is that the woman that run that one company, she lied about the idea that there's only one person for you. Is that in rare cases, uh, there's actually can be more than one having a corresponding, uh, a corresponding genetic what? mistake. The fuck ever. And often in <laughs> actual siblings. So potentially in this world, Ken, you could be falling in love with your partner's sibling if they have that thingy that genetic anomaly that corresponds oh, to you my lord yes and that's what the guy was trying to cover up no is that why no, he died no. he only died because she was trying to cover up the fact that she stole the database from him because you find oh out at the god. end that he tries Sorry. to blackmail her and she pushes Thank him off a bloody building for, for advertising a show that i'll never watch because this sounds like such a wasted opportunity that's the th real crime about this show oh i feel like such a great premise that you could have made so many great little little spin-offs or ah oh, so many like, great stories I, like I want to tell you about the black couple though this is like where the i think i gave you the oh, icing bro, on the cake bro, i want to give you piss the, me the, off, man. the cherry on the cake right so remember i told you about that black couple where the the woman took her, her boyfriend's dna to get find a match and she befriended the match right mm -hmm. so Right then and then, she's regretting what she's done. She's made friends with the match, properly made friends. The boyfriend being a good boyfriend, obviously, he does his little sneaky stuff. He, he's supposed to be a secret surprise for his girlfriend for her birthday. He gets the numbers of her friend off of her phone, invites all of her friend, including this woman, Megan, that's matched with her, her boyfriend. He doesn't know this at this point. But the, pro the reason why he invites Megan is that his dumbass wife 
spends so much time talking about this girl that he go she goes to yoga with, right? This girl that she's supposed to be insecure about taking her man because he's a match she doesn't stop talking about him so now it's ingrained in him it's like she must be really close with this woman megan so he invites megan to the birthday party and then they all meet guess what immediate attraction he but he doesn't know why because he never went up to the uh, he never applied for the one right he just he just feels something and his wife can see <laughs> it's it. a coincidence his wife can see it though his wife is here. So his wife, what she does, she tries to pretend she's sick. So she they leave the party. So they leave the party. The next day, right? Or the next part where you see them again is that she starts avoiding the, the woman, Megan. And Megan's confused because for her, Megan's like her best friend. But Megan doesn't realize she's only really trying to get at, uh, at uh, Hannah. Hannah's the, the black woman because she wants to see Mark again. Mark is the husband. She reached, but she's thinking that she misses her friend. In reality, she just wants to worm her way into Mark, but she doesn't know why. Bro, bro, the entire show should have been just that. <laughs> that sounds no, great. No, you think it sounds great, but this is where it gets dumb, right? Do you know what Hannah does to her husband to test whether what? he's in love with Megan? He, she, go, she, goes to, she goes over to Megan's house just for, you know, a dinner date type thing. And she actually steals one of um, <coughs> uh, Megan's sports bras. Pennies. Okay. Takes it home so less, and less asks creepy. her boyfriend cool. to sniff it. And asks her, does it smell funny? Does it smell a bit weird? Thinking that she's, he's going to smell it and be like, oh my God, this is the greatest thing I ever smells. It's like, why are you making me smell a bra? She, the dumbest thing about the show, the thing that infuriated both me and my girlfriend is that this character has done everything in her power to destroy her relationship instead of avoidance she literally yeah she's done everything my and lord guess what her, guess, she's doing guess what her reason was oh. for actually finding and because you was kind of close for your reason of why she actually did it right this is the real reason of why she did it which i think is a dumb re- a reason bear in mind this is based off of book and maybe the book is better written this better be good oh her reason for right, matching her boyfriend is that she wanted to meet this woman and basically steal everything about her in terms of personality and attitude and how she moves so she could pretty much become this woman for her uh, husband. Bear in mind, no, no, no. her husband... Punch herself in the throat. Her husband don't is don't madly in love with her already. Fam. They're already married. Fam. You already won the game. But no, what you did, you took Yo. yourself into overtime. Can you imagine? Do you know what? As stupid as that sounds, Tony, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes reality... Or, or, or fiction mimics reality, yeah. you know? Because the amount of times I've heard people do some dumb things mm-hmm. like this, sometimes I feel like, nah, this can't be real. Yeah. Oh, just some TV type shit. Yeah. Like, obviously it's not... No. This is real, Tony. Yeah. People do crazy yeah. things like this all the yeah. time. And, and so, and the poor guy, in a way, this is more realistic <laughs> than some of the concepts that we saw in the show. And the poor guy is fighting these feelings that he's not aware of until she finally tells him. And obviously he's justifiably betrayed. But now he's like, fuck... I am actually physic like in love with this woman. This woman, I can't stop thinking about. She li- he literally sleeps with. Wait, did they have kids? No. Well, that's at the end. He finds she finds out he's pregnant. So, what happens? Like, and I'll just wrap it up here, right? <sighs> he tries his hard hardest to stay away from this woman to fight off this woman. But this woman literally creeps on him, like appears in places, and he goes, "Mia, they actually do sleep with each other." But he actually regrets it. He doesn't tell his wife, um, Hannah, this. He doesn't tell her the truth, even though I think he should have told her the truth about it because it's still her fault for doing all of this, right? Because he can't... 
it's one of those ones it's like the show kind of shows that these things these emotions when you meet your match is uncontrollable um but he actually tells the woman the uh megan uh the australian woman that no i'm gonna stay with my wife i can't do it i can't be with you and this woman megan goes so crazy because of how she feels because of the match she literally goes um she actually meets up well, actually, no, she doesn't even meet up with Hannah. Hannah meets up with her in the slyest of fucked up ways where she says like, hey, I just wanted to say I'm sorry for going crazy and doing all of this thing with the matching. I just went a bit nuts. And like, here's your bra back. Yeah, sorry, I stole your bra to make my boyfriend smell it. I hope we can still be okay because I know you're going back to Australia. I win, bitch. Tony, why are you still talking about this thing, bro? Like, we're, I, I, we're, we're I done. I want to discuss you with it, right? So the big twist of it is, yeah, when she hands back Megan her bra and Megan's like, you stole my bra? You crazy bitch. So she goes to hug her as she's saying, it's like, I hope Mark loves you the way you love him. She steals Hannah's hair and actually sends it off to the one because she asks Han- um, Han- um, Hannah, why did you never do the DNA test for yourself? And she said like, well, I don't need to because I love my, my husband and I, I, you know, I, wouldn't, I, w- I don't want to know who else is there for me. So you want to take away the choice for him so, but you know right, so, would be betrayed if the choice so megan's trying to get him, revenge she's trying to get her man that she deserves she says well if so if, she, if i can find a match for you then you will you will go with that other person and i can get mark back and guess what the show ends right there massive cliffhanger because they think they're going to get dead two. dead 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 that should have been the entire show with all that other faff cut out of that terrible, terrible plot. Anyway, Tony, I don't know why I'm still talking about this. <laughs> two out of ten. Two out of ten. Two out of ten. Two out of ten. And that's the show, guys. Um, thanks for listening to, <laughs> on deck with Tony and Ken. Uh, um, it was a it was a great ride. Uh, don't forget, uh, we are on deck uh, dot podcast on Instagram <laughs> and just about everywhere else that you can find us. Yep. SoundCloud, Apple, uh, Apple uh, Podcasts, everywhere. All the podcasts. Type in our name, podcast, uh, uh, podcast. You can find us on Twitter as well. Same damn name. Don't forget to find Tony on Royale. That's with an E, Royale Majesty. And me, I'm Mr. Ken on Instagram. Uh, Tony, final thoughts before we uh, ride out. Uh, Final thoughts is don't watch the one. It's terrible. But if you want something terrible to watch, watch the one. Um, And just, you know, we appreciate you for listen uh, to listen to us. You know, we hope our content is entertaining and you want to stick with us. Please, please, please comment, subscribe everything you know engage with us we would really appreciate it if you have any topics out there you want us to talk about in terms of media or just general life hit us up and we will do our best to discuss it and this is me signing out peace adios people